Hello, and welcome to the Decision Point podcast. My name is Kieran Wong, and I'll be your host of the show today. On this podcast, Decision Point, we speak with leaders in our community about the big life and career decisions they've made, which have led them to where they are today, to be successful members of the community. We'll get to know each and every one of their personal decision points. And today we have President Tracy Farnsworth of the Idaho College of Osteopath Medicine. Actually, let me correct that. He's president and CEO of the Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine. Welcome to our show, President and CEO Farnsworth. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. It's great to be with you today. Wonderful, wonderful. So I, I think the first question that uh, folks have on their mind is, what the heck is osteopathic medicine? Good question. Well, in America, we have roughly 175 uh, colleges of medicine. About three quarters of them are allopathic or MD schools, and about a quarter of them are osteopathic or DO schools. And uh, osteopathic medicine really teaches all of what allopathic medicine teaches, but also with a special emphasis on uh, mind, body, spirit, on form and function, and the relationship between the two. We also teach our students how to use their hands to help diagnose and treat certain musculo and skeletal uh, disorders. So it's a beautiful and growing, increasingly popular branch of medicine. Wow, that, that's, that's really amazing. How long has this school been around? Well, this college, the Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine, mm -hmm. uh, welcomed its first class in the fall of 2018. In fact, in uh, May of this year, we'll graduate that first ever class of students from ICOM, and they'll go out into the world and perform their residencies. So it's an exciting time in the history of ICOM. Congratulations. So this is just really just getting going for all of you, and you've seen some success, and now you're graduating the students from the from the college. That's wonderful. That's great. So let's just uh, turn the microphone on back to you and your career. Uh, what has there been a point in your life where you've said, you know, I'm going to make this decision, and that has had has brought you down a path, um, maybe to where you are today, to be a successful leader of the college. A great question. You know, I suppose, uh, Karen, our lives are really just a amalgamation, a, a combination of all the decisions we've made it in our lives, from our youth to our young adult years and, and beyond. Uh, certainly, there are a handful of decisions along the way right. that were instrumental for me. In my youth, I chose to be actively involved in scouting and music and sports, and those things certainly led into my adult life and have blessed me ever since. As a 19-year-old boy, I decided to serve a mission, a two-year mission in England for my church. What a profound impact that had on my life. And I think, honestly, looking back, the most important decision I've ever made was marrying my sweetheart, Michelle, in 1984. We now have four kids and uh, 14 grandkids, and keeping her and my family and my faith at the center of my life have been the most important decisions of my life. They've given me roots, they've given me perspective, they've given me balance uh, and great joy amidst the many uh, challenges and trials that have come. 
I am really, really impressed by all that you're, you've experienced and the, the things that you've taken uh, inspiration from, your family, your faith, your experiences. Uh, and these are great uh, insights into um, each and every one of us because we all have these experiences. Um, and it's, it's a matter of just kind of reflecting back and, and thinking, where did, what were the paths I took? And what were the things that, um, that happened? And most importantly, the people along the way. And you know, as you're, you're talking, you're, you're speaking of your, your wife and your children and meeting people on a mission in, in England uh, when you were a 19-year-old boy, uh, being in scouts. Um, I've, you know, personally, I've had an amazing experience in scouting myself uh, that you know, I, I refer back to it all the time with my, my family, my friends, because it really did uh, shape me as well. Um, you know, prior to that conversation, I, you and I were speaking and you mentioned mountains and ditches. Uh, would you share that again with all of us? Oh, sure. Well, I think in, in our lives, we all spend time tasting the benefits and rewards of success. And we also spend time experiencing the taste of failure, spending time in the ditches. And uh, life is very much like uh, an echocardiogram, an EKG readout, you know, where you got a lot of ups and downs. And if you don't have a lot of ups and downs, uh, then essentially you're not alive, right? That's, right. Just, that's just life. Let me go back to your earlier question about key decision points and so forth. I, one of my early decisions was to go to college. I was fortunate to go to Brigham Young University back in, uh, in 1980. And uh, I had no idea really what I wanted to do by way of career. I just knew that I needed to go to college. Well, one good professor, Doyle Buckwalter, asked me one day, well, have you ever thought about hospital or health services administration? Well, frankly, I'd never heard of such a thing. But his very mentioning of it just, just touched my heart. The lights went off. I thought, my goodness, that's exactly what I would like to learn about. The idea of doing something of a business, of a leadership, of an executive nature that is in an area of profound social significance, the organization and delivery of healthcare. Uh, and that touched my heart deeply, that very conversation with that man back in 1981. That led me to pursue a course in hospital and healthcare administration for nearly 25 years. I went to graduate school at Arizona State and received an MBA and an MHA went on to run hospitals in Southern California with some of the finest hospitals and health systems uh, in Southern California. Then came to Idaho to run the, the Intermountain Healthcare Hospital in Southeast Idaho. And uh, what a blessing that was. I think another key thing for me, and I'll share this with our listeners, is that I think to my credit, I was always willing to be, to be flexible to be mobile, to uproot, to go where the opportunities were, whether it was in, in the San Diego or Los Angeles or Idaho or going back to California, or going back to Idaho and relocating again. And that's kind of what you have to do uh, in this world, certainly in my career, you have to be willing to up and move and go where the opportunities present. And then just quickly later in life, 
uh, in fact, I was 50 years old and I felt the deep impression to get a doctorate degree. And I was 50 years old for heaven's sakes. That's pretty old to be going back to college, but I did. Right. And I pursued that doctorate in higher education leadership and graduated at the age of 55. Never would I have imagined the windows, the doors, the opportunities that then opened up to me Mm-hmm. That phase of my life, having pursued that extra education and received that added academic credential, it led to a professorship, uh, a chairman of my department, uh, a dean of my college, and eventually led to the invitation and the opportunity to serve as president of this first ever Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine. I always be willing. Be willing. Yeah. Willing. And to take a risk. Take those risks. Yeah. Show that the EKG is actually moving. It's ups and downs. Uh, absolutely. You're living, you're living life. You're living life. Uh, in, in, so, in some of the, the downs of the EKG, you run into challenges. Are there any, have there been any challenges that kind of come to mind that you've had to negotiate or go over, around, through? Yeah, wow, where do I begin? You know, uh, all my career has been in uh, hospital management or in higher education, mm-hmm. you know, department chair as a, as a dean or a college president. And you're dealing with very smart people with very strong opinions. And so you've got a lot of conflict. Right. And uh, at any given time, I'm dealing with uh, conflicts, large and small. And I've learned that being able to have the emotional intelligence to navigate through those very, very conflicting issues uh, is hugely important. I'll tell you a challenge I had, uh, it's hard to believe it's been nearly 20 years ago. Uh, We had the invitation, the opportunity, the challenge of uh, consolidating two hospitals in Eastern Idaho. Mm -hmm. Tremendous argument and discussion and debate as to whether or not we should collapse and combine these two hospitals into one to create one consolidated full regional healthcare system. And even though there's great risk to my, to my job, in fact, in the end, I lost my job. It was eliminated. Uh, I went ahead and did it, facilitated that conversation because Karen, I felt then and now that it was the right and best thing for the community. And it has indeed been just that. So that was a challenge for sure. Uh, Initiating and facilitating the completion of a pretty contentious consolidation of hospitals to create one large full service regional healthcare system. That sounds like if you're saying, if I'm understanding correctly, that you were basically eliminating your job in the process. Yeah. It ended up to be that exactly. Um, It was uh, my hospital and the county hospital. And in the end, the county bought out my hospital, which was part of Intermountain Healthcare at the time. Right. And uh, my position was eliminated. Right. Uh, That hurt. It was difficult. Yeah. Painful. But to this day, I look back and view that as the right and best thing for that community. And so I'm proud that I was a part of that. You did the right thing. It sounds like you did the right thing. And you can look back and with a sense of pride and say, yeah, I, I worked through this and I listened to a lot of 
uh, smart folks with big opinions. And at the end of the day, even though I didn't have what I thought I was going to have, I did the right thing. And now you've been blessed with so many other wonderful things that have sprouted out of this time and place. Yeah, and I'll tell you another big challenge, interesting challenge in my career has been the creation again of this first ever Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine. Um, Idaho is dead last in the nation in physicians per capita. Really? And people understood there was a need to do something more significant in the creation of future physicians. And to do that, in my view, we needed a new, we needed a college of medicine and we needed to grow uh, residency programs here in the state of Idaho. And long story short, the creation of Idaho was of the of ICOM was really something of a political solution to a medical problem. Mm -hmm. And it became, it, it wasn't well received, understandably, by, by many physicians and others in the community. In the end, I was invited to step in and serve as president to figure out how to make this new fledgling private college of medicine with a public-private partnership with Idaho State University to make it happen, to figure out how to, to develop relationships of friendship and trust across the region, across the state, to figure out how to make this college work. And, uh, and again, it's an example of a lot of good, smart people with competing ideas right. on how to deal with physician shortages. And in the end, you listen to people, you do your best to put forth solutions, you go forward, hopefully in a collaborative way. And in the end, some very, very good things have happened. That's great. That's wonderful. So along this journey of yours, uh, have you had anybody in particular, and you mentioned a gentleman in 1981, having a conversation with you that led you to make a decision, any other inspiring folks or experiences, um, books, things that have really struck out? Yeah, yeah, good question. Karen, there, I, like everybody, has um, no shortage of good mentors, uh, people in my life. I think about uh, David Jepson, one of the founding fathers of Intermountain Healthcare, I actually participated virtually in his funeral this last Friday. Wow. Uh, his life and memory and legacy are on my mind. Uh, I think of Rick Jacobs with VHA and the Cedar sinai uh, Medical Center in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, Richard Smith with Intermountain Healthcare. Dr. David Pate, longtime CEO of the St. Luke's Health System here in Boise. These and others are men who have deeply touched my life. And I'll tell you this. Here's, here's one thought I'll leave with you. Uh, I, I learned a long time ago that uh, most leaders work hard to make themselves into better leaders, but the best leaders go out of the way to get other people to believe in themselves. Now, isn't that a powerful idea? And certainly these people I've mentioned, uh, Dave Jepson, Rick Jacobs, Rich Smith, David Pate, they've done a remarkable job of helping me to believe in myself, but I can do difficult things. And so mentoring is important. And uh, we all take our turns being mentors and being mentees for sure. And that's a wonderful point that we do take turns. 
being mentors and mentees. And it's not a aesthetic situation. Uh, like you mentioned, being up in the mountain, down the ditches, or EKG is going up and down. It's life. And it's being able to listen and share. And sometimes we're listening, sometimes we're sharing. And uh, as people listen to you, you're sharing and you're sharing wonderful words of wisdom. And I'm forever grateful for uh, having this opportunity to hear your life story, your decision points, and your wonderful success uh, in the community here in the Treasure Valley uh, and in, in the impact throughout the Western United States, it sounds like, um, over the course of many years of, of life and, uh, and work experience. Well, and thank you for those thoughts. And I, I have to tell you this, I, just this last Friday, I had a chance to speak to all of our students in the inaugural class. These are the kids that are about to graduate from medical school and go on to their residencies. And I reminded them of the words of a book called How Will You Measure Your Life from Clayton Christensen. In that book, among other things, he talks about three very powerful ideas that apply to young people, but really all of us. Number one, get your roots down. Uh, meaning be clear about your mission, your purpose, your values, your governing values in your life so that when the winds of adversity blow, you're not thrown all over the neighborhood. Number two, he said, and I said to my students, get all the education you can. Never stop learning, stretching, growing, improving, getting off your comfortable plateaus. And number three, learn to let the winds of opportunity blow. Many doors will close in your face, but many more windows will open and have the good sense to realize and recognize those windows of opportunity and walk through them with a smile on your face, with enthusiasm, doing your best, being your best, and loving life come what may. What great counsel, I think, from our good friend, Clayton Christensen. Wow, that's, those are wonderful words of wisdom. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, is, if I could ask you if there's a way in which somebody would want to contact you, is there uh, something that you would prefer to, to allow someone to contact you? Oh, I'd be thrilled. I spend a good chunk of my time talking with people that would have an interest in, in anything I might say to help them. So sure, they can reach out uh, through... Um, through my, uh, my email, uh, and I can certainly share that with you, and, and uh, we'd be happy to make a connection with them. Wonderful. Pleasure. Well, Tracy Farnsworth, President, CEO of the Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine, it's been truly a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, this has been the Decision Point podcast. Again, we speak with leaders in our community like President Farnsworth uh, about the big life and career decisions they've made, which have led them to where they are today, you know, successful members of our community. Uh, we really want to get to know their decision points. Thank you again for being on our podcast today. Thank you, Karen. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Wonderful.